So you're a photographer and you are likely so insanely busy right now that you don't even know which way is up. However, you're also working a full-time job. First of all, kudos to you, my friend. Second of all, you're probably asking yourself, when is it time to go full-time? When is it time to make the leap from employee to business owner? And today I wanna give you some tips and tools and maybe some anecdotes from my own jump that will help you make this decision at the right time for you. Hey y'all, thank you for listening to the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. If you're a photographer looking to grow your business without feeling tied to your computer, then this is the space for you. In this season, we're tackling the nitty gritty of running an organized and successful photography business. So grab your AirPods, your favorite note-taking tools, and let's get your photography business working for you. This is one of the most exciting times as a business owner. When you ask yourself the question, are you ready to go full-time? That question holds so much excitement and joy and probably a little bit of trepidation. Now, here's the thing. You could possibly be ready. You could be ready to jump from employee to business owner and never look back. But I want to help you navigate this season and have you answer some questions that only you can answer in order to better understand if you're ready to make the jump. The first question I want to ask you is, are you prepared to go full-time as a photographer? Now, what I mean by that is, do you know how things will look when you go full-time? Photographers normally work in seasons. A lot of the photographers that I know and work with tend to take mid-December through at least January off. It's a slower time of year. The weather isn't the best. And unless you have a studio where you can offer quality photo shoots, or maybe you specialize in studio newborn photography or studio maternity photography, boudoir photography, and you have a studio, that time of year just doesn't really work. So even if you decide to work during that time, you may not find that you're actually booking during that time. So sometimes it's just easier to understand like, hey, these are the months that I'm off. I'm going to take some time and focus on marketing or my systems or rest. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Okay, so go into your photography business knowing that you're going to have anywhere between two and four months of little to no bookings, especially if you're anywhere north where it is cold and snowy and no one wants to be out doing family sessions in 20 degree weather with snow on the ground. So the first thing you need to do is realize that you have these seasons and understand that you may have a phenomenal August through November, but you need to take money from each of those months and plan on having it set aside for the months that you're not working. Or at the very least, you're not booking as many shoots, okay? So when you review your year, looking at it from a place of, okay, writing down what do you need to make? If you are making the minimum of that need, 
during those months, then you're going to need to make more than the minimum during those months to make up for the months that you're not going to be meeting that at all. So you have to look, okay, am I willing to sacrifice X, Y, and Z in order to afford to go full-time right now? This is a question that I had to ask myself when I quit my job. I was the breadwinner at the time. I, you know, had a very steady job. I had fantastic benefits. And we really didn't have any savings to speak of when I quit. So we had to kind of prioritize what are we going to pay for? What can we go without in order to make this shift happen? I also knew I needed to make a minimum number per month. Now, that's going to be different for everybody because everybody has different lifestyles, right? So you need to come up with that number and figure out, are you currently meeting or exceeding that number? If you're not meeting that number, what can you do to meet it? And if you're already looking at your schedule and you're like, well, I'm shooting five days a week and I'm not anywhere close, then you need to look at your pricing, okay? So if your pricing isn't meeting the needs of your life, then that's your first obstacle. You need to raise your prices. Now, your skill needs to be on par with that pricing. I highly, highly recommend investing in education, especially as a new business owner. Figuring out lighting and posing and all of the technical aspects of your camera so that you can create images that you are proud of, okay? So your first step, what is the minimum amount of money you need to be making each month to maintain your lifestyle? If you're willing to sacrifice certain things in your lifestyle, what are those things and how much does that lower your minimum, okay? If you're currently not meeting your minimum, evaluate your pricing and your skill level and make sure that your pricing matches your skill level and is able to meet the minimum requirement. If those three things aren't there yet, then you need more time before you can go full-time. Like I said, highly recommend education. The next thing you need to consider is, are you taking your business seriously? I have talked to so many photographers who did not take their business seriously enough in the beginning And it ended up costing them in the long run. Now, one of the scariest ways it can cost you is in taxes. If you are running a business and you are accepting money for goods and services, then you need to be registered as a business. You need to have an LLC and you need to be reporting that income. There is nothing worse than, well, I'm sure there's more other things worse, but there is nothing good about receiving a letter from the IRS saying you're owed in back taxes. And now you have thousands upon thousands of dollars to pay back to the IRS. I'm not saying this to scare you. I am saying this because I know photographers have had to go through this because they didn't set things up correctly in the beginning. So if you're going to go full time, make sure you're treating your business as a business and you're set up to take your business full time. Okay, so 
So that's the next step. If you're making your minimum, you need to make sure you're set up as a business. Those two things need to be there. The next thing you need to consider is if you are new to the photography industry and you are insanely booked for this season, meaning the fall season of 2021, you need to consider this season is unprecedented. And I know there's plenty of people that are over that word, but it's true. You need to consider that this season, more people are booking photographers. There have been plenty. If you're doing wedding photography, there are so many 2020 cancellations that it overextended the 2021 season. So there's just more photography happening during the season right now. The thing of it is, I don't see this slowing down at least for another year or two. We'll see what happens next year to see if that gets extended. But I do think that we're going to be kind of living in this kind of catch up in the photography wedding industry because of the things that have happened in the last 20 months. Okay, so that is something to consider. If you are busy right now and your skill level is there and you're making the minimum of what you need to make and your business is a business, then 100% you're more likely to be ready to go full time. The next thing you can look at is, especially if you're a wedding photographer, is how far are you booked? If you have anywhere between 10 and 15 weddings already booked for 2022 and you're able to manage that money well, then you're going to be more likely that you're ready to go full time. You have steady income coming in for next year and going full time will allow you the ability, more time to market your business and close the other 10 or 12 weddings that you'll need for that next year. Okay. If you're not a wedding photographer, you can still book out. Now, I don't see this a lot with family sessions or studio, newborns or maternities, that kind of thing. But if you're a boudoir photographer, I do see this a lot. If you're able to determine how many boudoir shoots you need per month, in order to make the minimum that you need to make in order to maintain your lifestyle, then you can start marketing those spots. If you're only going to do 10 photo shoots per month, then market, okay, I have 10 spots for January. You don't need to start in, you know, October or November. You can work your full-time job through, say, the end of the year start squirreling away money from, you know, maybe the mini sessions you're going to be doing during this time or family sessions you're going to be doing this time. Do a model call for boudoir sometime in December and then start marketing the 10 spots you have available per month for 2022. As each spot gets taken, you're going to create a countdown in your marketing. Hey, I just booked a boudoir session. There's eight spots left in January. I just booked another boudoir sessions. There's only five spots left in March. This creates a sense of urgency with your audience so that they're more likely to reach out to you sooner to book. Again, it's going to come back to you need to be able to manage your money. You need to be able to take those bookings two, three, four, five, six months in advance. And if it needs to go into savings until that month, or you need to set a percentage aside, or you only take a percentage up front and then they pay the, the remainder, you know, two to four weeks prior to their shoot, whatever the case may be there, you still need to be able to manage your money even though you're booked out. So that's something to keep in mind 
when you're looking at booking in f- in the future. If you're looking at booking, you know, three, four, six months ahead of time, you need to understand that this is all well and good and you're meeting your goals, but you need to be able to manage it financially so that you're not sitting here in March wondering when you're going to make your next money so you can pay your bills. Okay. So look at your calendar, see if there's a way you can figure out, okay, I can do X, Y, and Z in order to meet the minimum and then choose, okay, once I have January through March booked, I can quit full time. Or if you get to the end of the year and you still have a couple sessions left in March, are you going to hold on to your full time job for another month? Or are you going to go ahead and say, you know what, we're just going to go for it. Okay. The other thing you want to consider is if, you are kind of in the middle of this, I would recommend starting your email list now. Your email list can be one of the strongest assets of starting a successful photography business. Again, especially if you are doing boudoir photography, family photography, newborn, maternity, those are going to be clients that are going to be repeats and can come back time and time again. Or You can offer product sales or gallery sales, and they're going to be interested in those sales. The benefit here is the sooner you start your email list, the more it will grow as you continue working. So you don't necessarily need one to go full time. However, it is going to benefit you to have that email list being built so that when you do go full time, if there is a month that you're a little short, you can send out an email and say, hey, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being a client of mine within the last six months. As a special client appreciation gift, I would love to offer you 30% off of your gallery or 30% off of products for the next 48 hours. This can be a nice little cash flow boost if you need it. Now, I'm saying that with the caveat of this isn't something that you do once a month. This is something that you do once a year, a couple times a year, once a quarter at the very, very most. You don't want to necessarily get your audience used to sales, but this does give you the power to get a little cash flow in when you need it. Okay, the other thing you want to talk about before going full-time is if you're in a relationship and it's a serious relationship, you need to have that conversation with your partner on expectations. This was a conversation my husband and I had to have. I was coming home to work. I wasn't coming home to become a housewife while trying to run my little business. No, I was coming home to run and manage my business. This was a conversation that we had to have. Now, I cooked more often. I cleaned more often because I did end up having the time for the first probably year. But that was quickly phased out as my business grew. So those are conversations you want to have with the people in your life who are going to be a part of those tasks and work. If you are going to come home, there needs to be the expectation of who is going to be doing what. When are you going to be able to work? If you have children, when, you know, if you have a shoot at 530, Is your partner going to be able to be there and take care of the kids and get dinner going and do bath time and whatever so that you can go to your shoot? Now, if you're a single parent, this can get a little tricky. I would highly recommend leaning. If you have a village to lean on, trust me, I know people who do not have a village. 
But if you have a village to lean on seeing, hey, if I allow my clients to book Tuesdays and Thursdays between 5.30 and 7.30, can I count on you on Tuesdays and Thursdays to watch my kids when I need it? That way, they know the days that they could be needed. And that gives you the opportunity to tell your clients, okay, these are the days that I have. If you need something outside of that time, you know, we may have to book a little further out so I can give my sitter notice, something like that. Again, it's helping you set the expectations to the people in your life and your clients. Last but not least, if you're ready to go full time, I highly, highly recommend getting a system in place. This is going to help you run a well-managed and optimized business efficiently. You will be able to live your life without being tied to your computer. Having a system that will allow clients to reach out and automatically receive information or get on a call with you, it's going to give you the freedom you need to have a business that doesn't run your life. I feel like there's so many times that new business owners kind of let the business run their life for a year or two before they realize like, oh my goodness, this is not why I started my business. So take the initiative now, make sure you're not doing this now so that you can run a business and manage your life simultaneously in a way that feels good to you before it gets out of control, okay? There are so many episodes here that can help you set up that successfully so that you can focus on the most important areas of your life without feeling constantly overwhelmed. I hope that if this is a conversation that you are having in your life right now, that you are able to go full-time when you are ready and that you see so much success. Photographers are so needed. I value your work so much and I am so excited for the success that you are going to see in 2022 and in the rest of 2021. I would love, love, If you screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at successbeyondthelens when you go full-time. I want to celebrate that win with you, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Well, that wraps us up for this week. Thank you so much for joining on this episode of the Success Beyond Lens podcast. If you are loving our content, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to our channel or left us a review. You can always hang out with me on the gram at Success Beyond the Lens. Hope to see you guys next week.